Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me tonight, or today, is the man behind the Twitter, uh, the other third of this operation, Scott. Scott and I, we've just finished uh, watching Revolution. Um, this is AEW's first pay-per-view to be held on a Sunday. Um, some of us are going to be super cranky. Uh, <laughs> time we've done <laughs> recording and editing. Well, let's... Oh. Let me say, um, everyone's going to have their opinions on this pay-per-view. Um, I think there's a lot of good to take out of this pay-per-view. I know I know, some people will think differently, but that's all opinionated. You know, but Scott, let's get right into the, the madness we just, excuse me, we just watched. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I want to touch base on the... The uh, the buy-in. They had a match on the buy-in. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Britt Baker with a mystery partner who turned out to be Mackie Atoy, Ato. I probably totally just butchered that name. Um, replacing Rebel. Uh, taking on defeating Rio and Thunder Rosa. Ooh, Scott. Well, let me... <sighs> this was good. Yeah. Yeah. Ito's going to be a star. Plain and simple. Like, the crowd already loves her, and she's a heel. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Already a bright future. Well, I already, I think I, I think I texted you um, the moment she came out, and I'm like, wow. She's super annoying. I love I this. <laughs> I know. The, the whole singing bit. I'm just like, oh, God. I'm like, you remember, you're in America. Nobody, nobody's going to understand you. <laughs> so that's even take, better. <laughs> we're probably taking some, uh, some, uh, ex, ex, um, some influence from, from good old R Truth. You know what's up, right? Um, but I thought the match was like this match. I almost felt like this match could have been on the main card rather than on the pre-show. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think everyone shined here, and then especially afterwards, where I don't know, wait, I mix up the women's matches. Never mind. Um, like it was good to see Rio, you know, back. Uh, Thunder Rose always looks great. Mm-hmm. 
Britt is like, I'm 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 convinced she's gonna steal the title at some point. Oh yeah. Um. But I thought it was uh, yeah um it was it was great and none of these matches except for one were under ten minutes. Keep that in mind. Wow. Um, there was actually I think three matches over twenty minutes here. Wow. Um. But um, following that, we hopped right into the pay-per-view. Um, kicking off with the Young Bucks taking on the Inner Circle uh, for the tag titles with the Young Bucks retaining. Yeah, and uh, I think what I've been talking about for weeks might actually happen come Wednesday. Because... Inner Circle's having their, what do they call it, War Council or something? Yep. And MJF talking about changes. Since uh, Jericho took the pin, it might be time. For the Outer Circle. For the Outer Circle. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, I I did not start off this pay-per-view. Doing well at all. Big old Owen too. It was like, yeah, there I go for making guesses. And well, that's okay. No, I mean, it, it was very believable. And there was a point where I even was like, yo, Scott, what about like, what about like Guevara? Because for a moment there, I told right, you. Yeah. Because he's out, which. The one thing I gotta get, one of the things I gotta give this pay per view is that there's a lot of clean finishes. Yes, there were. Um, there weren't. There wasn't a lot of screwy shit that happened. Um, there were moments where I thought certain people were gonna, you know, like this was a match I thought was gonna be screwy. Even though Wardlow was outside doing shit, um, it was still a clean finish. Uh, following that, we had a solid casino tag team royale mm. with Death Triangle taking the win. Yep. So I went zero and three, <laughs> and okay. you're three and and you're three now. <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. There was a point. There were so many good moments in this match. You got to see a lot of people shine who you don't usually see. Right. Um, I've never watched the Gun Club wrestle because I'm. We never watched Dark. Right. But they looked great. Um, obviously Santana Ortiz looked incredible. Just everyone looked looked great. But towards the end of the match, where it was like John Silver, Death Triangle, Jungle Boy. Yeah. You know, especially John Silver. At some one point, I was like, I'm like, is he gonna actually go all the way with this? That's what I was hoping for. And then I was just like, shit, Jungle Boy might take this. And then, uh, so close. The, the What Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix put on display towards the end of that match was insane. Mm, it was. I was. I was highly satisfied watching that. Yeah. Um, will we ever get another one? You know, I, 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 I want to see them. I want to see those two have a singles match now. Right. Or even mm. Pac and one, you know, Pac and Jungle Boy or 
you know, Pac and John Silver when fucking John Silver was giving those kicks. I know. Um, oh, man. But the momentum of this pay-per-view, it just con- it continued. So the next match um, was Hikaroshita defending and retaining her title against Ryo Mizunami. I was completely surprised by that. I, I, I did not expect... Um, I did not expect to retain. But in the meantime, I, I didn't really know the backstory. And when they started talking about how she never beat Rhea, uh, Rhea I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, well... I think we're going to take the loss here, and, and and we did. Yeah, yeah, we we took the loss on that one. Um, and actually, you know what? It almost um, I almost saw some foreshadowing here, um, of of the chance of you and I losing this this pick, because when uh, Ido came out, the first thought in my head was because I knew she was in the tournament, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Okay, if she's coming out. Um, again, I don't know what it's like over in Japan right now, but I'm starting. To, I think re- some restrictions are starting to uplift a little bit. Right. So I have a feeling this might be an entrance for the Japanese women to be coming back. Possibly wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think I think Ito's going to be over here for a while um, because I saw a tweet. As Excalibur was talking about, she was in uh, a tournament, and I saw during the loss, she's like, "I'm sorry, I failed you. I, as punishment, I'm going to a faraway land for a while." And I was just like, "Oh," <laughs> huh. so so I was very happy about that. And then seeing her, I just heard like random music as I was actually making in the middle of finishing my dinner. Um, and I was like, wait, is that Ita? And all of a sudden I turned towards the television. There she comes. I was like, yes. So this screaming in my kitchen. I'm like, well, it's, yeah. The cool thing about this too, was at the end, you know, with Brit coming out, um, and, you know, Thunder Rosa coming out and I was just about, I didn't tweet it. I almost did, but I was like. Dude, is this the beginning of like women's factions? Not even like tag teams, but like factions with the women. That'd be interesting. Because they all they, at the end of at the end of the whole thing, you know, like Nyla is with Brit, you know, Hikaru, Rio, and um Thunder Rosa are still in the ring. Mm-hmm. They're all with each other. I don't know. I'm really curious to see the follow up from this. Wednesday's going to be good. It is going to be good. Wednesday looks like pure fire. Speaking about Wednesday, um, well, speaking about, you know, the the next match was, um, it, this one wasn't as impressive. I think a lot of people felt like this was going to be underwhelming. Um, however, I think if the, we got anything from this next match, we could see Miro be the monster he should be. Your boy gave me my first win. <laughs> <laughs> so Miro and Kip Savian defeated best friends. 
and it was it was an interesting this was the shortest match of the night. This was like under eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was interesting when Miro and Kip went out kicked the shit out of Cassie and Taylor beforehand and then dragged T- oh, Chucky T out. Right. Um you know, Orange Cassie came out and he gave it his all. But still, uh, Miro ended up making Chuck Taylor tap. But Miro was like this. He looked like a monster. Right. Like when you think of Miro or Rusev, you know, that's that's who I see what we saw. Um, I almost think what's going to happen here is because you saw Miro push, I think, Orange Cassidy into Penelope Ford. Yep. Um, I think there could be some tension that comes from this. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. That's kind of what I'm expecting. And I could definitely see Miro taking out Kip and then going off on his own. Um, as he probably should have in the first place. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But I want Miro to just start destroying everything. Agreed. And I think this was a good good door into that destruction mm-hmm. from the big man. Uh, following that, we finally got to see um, the accumulation of Hangman Page taking on and defeating Big Money Matt Hardy. This was a fun. This was a fun match. I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, this was fun. Um, you know, I think Adam Page looked great. You know, Matt Matt looks Matt looks fearless still for his age. Um, the one argument I see. And it has to go with something that happened later on in the night. Um, so, a lot of people bitch about AEW signing this older talent. Um, and, you know, this and that and da-da-da-da-da. Um, if I can give AEW anything, I think AEW's been good with using the older talent. As support, as helping the younger talent improve their um, improve themselves. Sometimes, whether it be out of the ring or in the ring, and I think that's what Matt did here. Page is already on top of his game, mm-hmm. and to fight Matt Hardy in a pretty decent match, um, I think it gave him a lot more legitimacy. Yeah, gave, you know, um, you know, we'll get into semantics after you know in a couple minutes. Uh, but no, I thought I thought you know this was a fun match. This looked good. Matt looked good. Um, he's definitely a good trainer, especially in the ring. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with that. Um, following that, we got the face of the revolution ladder match. And uh, our second surprise of the night. Oh yeah, the, so. Scorpio Sky, Cody Rhodes, Pentel Zero, Lance Archer, Max Caster, who threw some fire lines. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, and I looked away for a minute, but I saw my phone go off. And I looked up and I saw nothing but me. a man full of ego. <laughs> oh. I'm glad. I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. So, the problem is with people like you and I, Scott, is we are so head deep in the promotions of wrestling. Yep. 
that you and I will get excited over people like Ethan Page. Yep. As where my friend John Lipinski was with me. And he's like, look up, he's like, who's that? Oh. I'm like, I'm like, dude, Ethan Page is one of the best talents that Impact just lost. His last match, he fought himself and lost. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, that's a sentence. If you guys yes. don't watch Impact. <laughs> it's interesting that he's going to um AEW. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just like a full roster. Again, I think. Because people were confused, like, well, if Impact and AEW are working together, why didn't this sounds like a lateral move? This sounds like he didn't really go anywhere. Um, it has been stated that not everyone is going to work with the, either or company, right? Um, people need to keep that in mind. Um, so seeing Ethan Page, who is one of the best workers and one of the best people on the mic, yep, come to AEW is going to be that's, a lot of fun. That's that's huge, yeah. Um. The match, the match was just, it was nonstop. It didn't stop. There were some spots that were insane. Um, I don't even know where to start. You know, Cody getting superplexed off the ladder. Uh, fuck, Max Caster doing the elbow off the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. Anything Lance Archer did, like, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there were a lot of ridiculous spots in this match, as I kind of expected there would be. Um, but, but yeah, Scott did a and I said this on the I said this on the um, go home show. And to be to be honest with you, there were definitely times where I thought Ethan Page was going to steal this. Hmm. Every time, and you know what? When Ethan Page came out, I'm just like, he'd be the guy to steal it. You'd be the guy to do it. Uh, not gonna lie, I was very nervous when he pop, when he showed up. I was like, "Ah, oh, God, I'm gonna lose this again." <laughs> <laughs> but we got. I didn't pick Scorpio Sky. I you know did. What? I did. I'll take that L. I <sighs> will take that L. I don't know. It was just something about the way he was talking on Wednesday. I'm like, I think this some bitch gonna win. Sure enough. Scorpio Sky coming in in the clutch. I'm 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 really curious to like. I think I think this is one of the things that killed it because it's like we have this big match for number one contendership, and yep. then immediately it's like, oh yeah, he's just gonna yo he'll be on Wednesday for his title shot. It's like, oh so just and now you know it's a TNT title, and it's mostly defended on you know the network, but right. I was kind of like. Oh, we're not even going to save it for like a special uh, dynamite episode or something. It's like, nope, right. he gets his chance on Wednesday. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. I'm like, you're not even going to give it like some hype time and have uh, unless he else. wins it on Wednesday. Well, depending on how Darby is, and we'll get into that in a minute. You're right. Maybe he will. <laughs> So I don't remember what came first. Chicken or the egg? <laughs> was it the big announcement? Uh, no. It was the... Wait. Was it? it was the street fight. No, it was the announcement first, then the street fight. Okay. <sighs> so, yeah. this, is, this is a mixed reaction from people. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> um... 
I did comment on somebody's tweet where they said they would have preferred Kurt Angle. And I said, Kurt Angle would have been cool, but I think there's a lot less shelf life with Kurt. Agreed. Um, people got to remember that. Like, even Undertaker, you know, I listened to him on Rogan, and he was like, dude, as much as I, the mind wants to go, he goes, the body can't go. Right. Sorry. I, I want to do it, but I can't. And if I continue to even try, I know I'm not going to put on a good product. However, the fa- uh, the go-home show, I made a comment, and it was out of the blue. I go, for all we fucking know, they could sign like Christian. And I didn't follow anything that was going on. Scott and I went <laughs> digging. I, made, I I said that out of the fucking blue. Yep. I, I, I should have played the lottery that day. Yep. Like. I think it's funny because I'm not even a crazy Christian fan. But the fact that they're bringing him in and whether it be, I know he has some energy in him still. He looks great at the Rumble. Right. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that people are, are confused about is like he was just at the Rumble like a month and a half ago. Five weeks ago, I believe. And now he's here. So it's like, it makes you wonder, it's like, what the hell's going on? Like, first big show, who's been a lifer for since the 90s, shows up. And now Christian, who also has been there since the 90s. He had that mm-hmm. short stint when he left and went to TNA. Also, big, big props for them using his TNA theme. When he came out, because as soon as that theme hit, I was like, wait, I know that song. And then all of a sudden, Christian Cage pops up. I'm like, they actually did it. It's like, what's going on? Why is there a mass exodus? (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, they they let go a lot of talent. And I know a lot of people like, well, why they, well, you know, know, people talk about the stuff they could have done if you stayed with WWE, this and that. I go, guess what? Vince McMahon, at the end of the day, has his own prerogative. And of course he does. <laughs> some of this talent, and you guys keep keep in mind, everyone, some of this talent, maybe they want to go there, or maybe they're like, hey, I would like to do this. And the company's like, no. You know, some people, people will bitch about, the big argument right now is WCW. They're going to turn to WCW again. Okay. I, I think they're doing things differently. Like I said, I think they're using the talent more sparingly, the older talent. Um, the reason why WCW did sign or initially sign a lot of that older talent because Vince was pushing all the old talent out to begin with. Some of them still had some time on them. Right. You know, keep in mind, yes, Hulk Hogan was older. Macho Man was older. Piper was older. Buddy pushed him out because he's like, I just want younger faces. Right. You, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're at the top of your game, and your boss kicks you out because now we don't need you. You're going to go somewhere else. Right. Whether you are going to be in the ring, backstage talent, maybe a manager, valet, whatnot. Um, I think there are opportunities with Christian. Um, he is he is younger. I mean, he's in his 40s, but he is younger than, you know, like Big Show, you know, Paul White, Matt Hardy and whatnot. Um Sting, um, Jericho, Jericho, 
you know, but I think some of these some of these guys, but there's not a lot of them. Keep in mind, there's not a lot of that talent. I mean, if you look at this card, how much of this talent is in their 40s? I'm looking at it off the bat. It's one. Uh, two. I'm thinking from the casino by Ed Riley of Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Um, well, Daniels is in his 50s. Yeah, so 40 plus. Um, so you at least have two. Three is Matt. Jericho then would be four. Oh, no, I was counting Jericho. So Jericho. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Um, Jericho, Christopher Daniels. Um, Matt Hardy. Is it, it's Kazarian? Or is he in his 30s? I think he's, he's just about to push it. Um, Taz. So it's like four. No, it's not Taz thing. Um, so, I, you know, there's four people. Whereas WCW towards the end of its tenure had like most of their talent over 40. And then they started, oh, he's 43. So what's that? Five? Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't, you know, there's not a lot of that older talent. Yeah. A lot of the oldest talent goes to the wayside. Oh, and Dustin. Of course, Dustin's six. Um, a lot of that talent, you know, I know some people were bitching about like SCU. Well, why don't we see more of SCU? Maybe they want to be on dark. Maybe they don't feel like their bodies can go anymore. Maybe they prefer right. to help the younger talent. You know, uh, this is stuff people got to keep in mind. They just look, oh, old timer gets signed. That's it. They're going to become, become WCW. That's not the fucking case. I, I think, like, a lot of people, when they looked at AEW in the beginning, it was going to be a whole bunch of, you know, fresh talent and Jericho. <laughs> um. And now that they're signing a lot of the WWE guys that left to get fired, get released, didn't sign a contract, now you're starting to see all those AEW stands get irritated because now they just picked up another WWE guy. And you see all the WWE fans laughing at them because they're like, well, have fun with that. <laughs> so much for your product. And, yeah, it's... Like we were talking about after the announcement was made, like Twitter just exploded. Just yeah. Well, think about think about let's. I'm gonna pick one. Somebody who was in WWE. Um, Ty Conti. Right. In WWE, nobody really knows her as somebody who was in WWE because she didn't really do much in NXT. Right. Um, but she was one of those ex WWE talents, yep. and now she's over here. Um, I th I think they're definitely giving the younger talent a lot more time to shine. Right. Um, I I would have liked to see somebody a little younger. Younger, sure. Of course. Um, but again, in the long run, you know, I think AEW has a lot of room for growth. So even if you know Cage wrestles for like a a couple years, you know, he can he can step back and go into the back office. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was reading somewhere that Moxley himself even said that Christian's one of the best minds, you know, to have. And, you know, he said it would be a dream signing for AEW. Well, he's, he's here now. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I'm, the, the, the wrestling world is shook with everything that's been going on. 
keep that in mind. We still have two more matches, Scott. Yep. So up next, we had Darby Allen and Stin taking on and defeating Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in that street fight. Cinematic match, by the way. That match was just beautiful. It, it, uh, and I was talking, I was actually talking with John about this too. It brought me, and I, and I hate to bring this up again, Sam. <laughs> it brought me right back to Lucha Underground. Just the, the, the dirty, dark, beautiful setting that it was. It was just like, oh. So good. And just like the ridiculousness of how it started and the ridiculousness of the match itself. Like when Darby went through that glass plate and then the thing fell on his face. I was just like, ah. Freaking Darby decides to jump two stories and elbow drops Brian Cage straight to hell. (laughs) And then all the of course, all of a sudden, there's a random, there's a wrestling ring during a street fight in an undisclosed location. Because that's not conspicuous at all. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> Definitely my favorite match of the night. Uh, by far. By far. Yeah. Because of Sting's age, I saw some arguments saying that a cinematic match was probably best for Sting. Rather than putting him in the ring and having a full on doubt, like a test oh, yeah. doubt, absolutely, yeah. Like this was, this was, um, this was Sting's equivalent to the Boneyard match for Taker. Um, it was great. It, they actually they 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 worked him real well. Like they they played to his strengths and they focused on Darby a lot, which obviously they should have in the first place. So it was nice to see. And also big props for saying actually being the one that get that got the actual pin. So we'll see. We'll see what, what happens with that going forward now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean Darby could have taken the you know, should have taken the uh, gotten the pin, but I'm not gonna argue over that. Um minor, minor semantics. Uh finally. Finally, the main event. This match. And again, I saw some people complaining about it online. Um, some people were saying, well, this isn't an actual. Uh, again, I don't want to you know, blame people. I'm, and I'm, I'm just trying to make an argument for some of this stuff. Logically speaking, being. Uh, you know, looking from a logistical a business standpoint, a product standpoint, um, some people were complaining that there was only three sides and not four sides of the ring covered in barbed wire explosives. Um, I think there was that, a logical region, reason for that. Yeah, that's kind of minor. I mean, you need... With what this happened... <laughs> number one, this is not Japan. Uh, number two, for what they did, it needed to happen. They needed to have a th- uh, one side free of the barbed wire. Um, I thought they used it as well as they should have. My only gripe with this whole thing, and like I was on the edge of my seat this, the entire time 
through all the explosions and everything else. I thought those were great. But, man, that last explosion. You don't like the sparklers? My God. They fucking went, like, nuclear on, like, the last minute. And I'm like, fuck, let's go. There's going to be some heavy shit. The ring's going to explode or, or implode on itself. And fucking Eddie Kingston comes out of nowhere to try to save Moxley. And I'm like, oh, my God, Eddie's going to die for Mox. What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, I was like, what? Wait, what? Even the crowd booed. <laughs> and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I've seen... I've seen better pyros for Gilbert. Like the fuck? Yeah. So and the, and the sad thing is, I don't mean to cut you off, but people are not going to remember how amazing this movie was. They're going to remember that shit ending. They're going to. Yeah, and and that's the problem because there was you know you know we're sitting here talking about the ending. We haven't even talked about the match itself. Right. <laughs> you know, the match itself I thought was insane. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the fact that you know, he, you know, uh, Kenny Omega dropped the one-winged angel on Moxley and he never kicked out. He just nope. knocked the fucking rope and exploded it in Kenny's face. That, yeah, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Even even, and I told you, I go there was gonna be. I didn't say there was gonna be a screwy finish, but I knew Moxley was not winning this match. Oh no, absolutely not. There was no way in hell. You know, sometimes, and I I know there's a lot of screwy endings with wrestling matches. Um, I felt like this was a match where it was needed. Um, in the form of the Good Brothers, I don't know. But the but the bat with the explosive at the end of it? That was cool. You know, that's something maybe if they already had that near the ring or like under the ring or something like that. But right. man, like the match was just uncomfortable at times. Yeah. You know, it was it, again, when is the when has there been a major wrestling promotion in the states to host a death match? A major one? Probably never. I've actually watched a few in, like, the indies, and they're hardcore. <laughs> this was actually blood-wise, about even. Damage-wise, this one had more ups because it had the exploding barbed wire. Um, I've seen people, like, go through, like, tubing and thumbtacks and I've seen the barbed wire um, uh, pieces of cardboard, or the cardboard, but um, you know what I'm trying to get at. But it's just like, I just, <clears throat> I can't help but be disappointed because I had such expectations. I even went and watched some old death matches just to, just to try to get a, a better idea for what, what was going to happen. And then that that ending, Sam. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting some kind of like like if there were like a big fireworks display afterwards. You know that would made sense. Why they went with that route, I don't. I don't know. Like they like the like 
the explosion should have happened. This is if I don't know if it just logistically wasn't possible or what, but just this is how I would have done it. And this is just me. Hits zero. All the pyro, all the pyro, all the, the bombs on the ropes explode. Causes the ropes to separate and kind of like explode. And then the ring like starts to buckle and like something hits one of those bombs outside and blood blows up and just like I expected carnage. Like I expected Brock Lesnar suplexing Big Show onto the ring and exploding type of explosions. I would That's what I wanted. But I didn't get anywhere near that. <laughs> I was expecting at least like maybe like a bunch of just Fireworks, like a bunch of uh, pyros going off at once. Yeah, something, but it was just like nothing, it, nothing like, even in the ring. The crazy thing is, nobody did anything wrong. Nope. And even Eddie Kingston, who sold it afterwards. I know. God bless his soul. <laughs> you know, uh, is that a heel? That's not even a heel. Like, like he was a heel, but he's not a heel now. No, that was a complete babyface turn because he was trying to protect his friend. Which I, when I first saw Eddie jump out, I was like, "Some bitch! Oh my god!" Like I was all excited for it. I loved it. I loved that he was trying to trying to help Mox get out of the ring, and then they go to hit zero, and he just dives on him. And then if the explosions would have happened the way I wanted them to, it would have been an epic way for them both to go out. But I don't know. I just saw a tweet that uh. Bully Ray posted that I think oh. is relatable. Oh no! <laughs> I can only imagine. The only thing they remember is the finish. Yep. Bully's one hundred percent correct. That's all they're going to remember, and and that is so unfortunate for a lot of people that paid good money. Going to be left feeling disappointed. And unfortunately, I am one of those people. I won't say it was a bad pay-per-view, because it wasn't. But he's right. The only thing I'm going to remember about this pay-per-view is going to be that finish. Yeah. Um, I, it, I can't tell people how to feel, because I'm like, I am... I've seen so many people make so many arguments for so many other products. Not even just wrestling, just others in general. Where across the board it's shit, but there but there's something about something that they like. And then you have a super good product, and then there's one moment that's absolute garbage. And they focus on that one thing, even though they like garbage across the board with their other products. Right. The the problem is is that one bad thing can erase all the good because it was that bad. But no, well, what I'm getting at here is, but there are it, there are situations where there's just pro, there's a lot of things that are just bad across the board, and people can ignore the bad across the board. And maybe that's just the higher standards kind of thing, I guess. Um, things are trying to be held by a higher higher standard. I don't know. Fuck, do I know? I'm just a guy who does podcasts and watch wrestling all the time. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to remember this pay-per-view. 
all of the great things about it. All of what's coming up, um, double or nothing's happening on a Sunday, Sunday, March thirtieth, May thirtieth. Yeah. Oh, they've 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 gone all Sundays too. Um, I would at least give this pay per view an eight eight point five. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna shit on this pay per view for the terrible ending. I'm just that is always going to be the one thing for me that's going to stick out. Yeah, there were other things that were great, like the the tag team match with Darby and Sting and you know Team Taz. That was great. I loved that pay per view. I uh, that tag match. I thought it was spectacular. Yeah. And I want to see more stuff like that. You got Ethan Page making his debut. You know, you you got um, Adam Page finally embracing the Dark Order, the ginormous hug, and that was like heartwarming moment for me. You know, it's just I, the pay per view was good. It's just that unfortunate stain at the end. Yeah, and again, that's, that's like, the only thing. It's a stain that's not even any of the talent's fault at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not blaming the talent at all. I'm not. Maybe it was a, maybe there was supposed to be some ridiculousness, and it just ended up being a dud. That happens. It's just unfortunate that it did happen. If that was the case, if that's how they planned it, they shouldn't have bothered doing the whole big explosion angle. They should have just threw Moxley into one of those, you know, bombs on the side, and you know, whatever. Just kind of left it at that. But you know. Because if you think about it, like listening to like Don Callis afterwards, he s- didn't sound, you know, like excited. Like he sounded like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> the, so so here's something. As I'm on Twitter too, um, somebody puts uh, it's all elite fanboy. Um, you know what? They need to have Don and Kenny cut a promo Wednesday about the explosions being fucked up. Just kayfabe it and take it on the chin. They'll make this better. Which would be fair. They they could play it off as that's true. Yeah, yo, that's, that's true. That should have blown up even worse. Um, it may be Kingston faking it, and again, I'm again not blaming the talent. It may be Kingston pretending like he was dead, dead, you know, you know, knocked unconscious in the commentary team. Maybe that didn't match up. If it was kind of like the commentary team matched up with what happened, is like, oh, okay, that was weird. <laughs> Who knows? You know, it, it maybe if it synced up differently, maybe if that still happened, and then the commentary t- they didn't play it off like something catastrophic happened, right? Maybe it would have worked a little differently. Um, but again, like you said, for all we know, it could have been a logistical thing where it's like they couldn't actually do what they you know what initially was implied, right? You know, maybe they needed to be outside in the Jaguars stadium to do what they were thinking of doing, maybe. You know, I don't know. Good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. You know, pros and cons. We definitely want to know what you guys thought, though. Um, We will be back on Thursday to talk about the fallout of Revolution and what is to come. Scott, I'm looking forward to Thursday a lot, though. Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wow, it's way late. <laughs> I know. It's past Sam's bedtime. It's way past so. Sam's bedtime. But uh, if you guys don't already do so, 
please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as the SLB official, Scott as Scotty J Stream, and Jerry as the Jinxist. You can find us on all streaming platforms, excluding Pandora. Please like us, subscribe to us, rate us, and give us a comment. Let people know that we are the product that you want them to check out. Uh, guys, AEW Revolution is in the books. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, and do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.